0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight, which will be changing its name very soon, uh, as promised. But for now, we're still Light the Fight, and I'm still joined by my good friend, Jason Hewlett. Jason, what's up? What's up,
1: man? Good to see you. You got the black shirt going, like me. Hey. Yeah, you got the memo, right? (laughs) Got the cool memo. I just need to put the album covers behind me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know, right? Um, For me, I'm not completely... I don't have my summer tan yet, so I gotta wait till my summer tan before I start wearing like you know lighter colored shirts. I found out that uh, when I'm not tan, I wear white shirts. I look like a ghost. I try to dude, like you always ghost. look
1: tan, man. You always look ready to go. I need to get a tan. I don't know how to do that. I burn. You burn?
0: Yeah, I oh, I, I don't I burn, burn, so I don't burn. <laughs> I just get skin cancer. It goes straight to skin cancer. Head some. Oh, dude, cancer. dang. In January. Ah, oh. oh, dang. Well, I'm glad you're okay though, right? I am okay for now. I mean, obviously nobody tunes in this podcast to hear about my skin cancer experience, uh, uh, but, but you can follow me on Instagram and I'll document my story about what I went through with my skin cancer. I'm just kidding. I will not be doing that. Yeah, and, um, that is the opposite of what you share. Yeah, that, that's that's not the type of uh, attention I want to get from this podcast or from my social media. So as normal and as usual, we are here to talk about feelings. I, you should be the one singing. I got a cold right now. Go ahead. Sing Nothing
1: feelings. more than feelings. Yeah, it sounded good.
0: That's right. That's what he said right there. Feelings, right? <laughs> 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 okay. <clears throat> so we got a couple questions here queued up. We're gonna do a, another question for this episode. So Jason, why don't you uh, let the listeners and myself know what the question is?
1: Yeah. So I was talking to some parents about what we have lined up for this summer because we have teenagers and. This summer is packed, man. I can't believe it. And every, every parent I talk to, they're like, our schedule's nuts. And, and I had some parents ask me this. I found this interesting. They said, my kid is signed up to go to a church camp this summer, but they don't want to go. And so I guess this could also apply to somebody signing up for any kind of camp, but especially yeah. the church camp was the discussion. And they said, what should I do to make them go? <laughs> and I was like, I'll ask David. That's a great question.
0: <laughs> well, uh, first off, um, thanks for the question. Second off, um, it really depends on on the age of the kid we're talking about. Cause if they're talking about someone that's, you know, like twelve years old, definitely believe a little bit more nudging, right? Twelve, thirteen. The younger they are, um, you wanna really encourage them to go because it's not likely when they're really young that there's going to be a major drama and beef with kids uh, in their church group. Um, and I'm saying that could be one of the reasons why they wouldn't want to go. Another reason would be a reason I've heard from, you know, clients throughout the years that, that I speak to is that their kids don't really have any relationships with the kids at church or their kids have a lot of social challenges because they would prefer to uh, communicate with digital glass screens and devices instead of communicate with actual kids. And so, therefore, that makes them better at communicating through and with devices versus communicating face to face with someone. Then talk about the summertime. Then uh, for some people, camps can be almost like a play date. We're like we're getting all the kids together, putting them together so they can have shared experiences. Usually, I can't say this for everybody, but usually getting your kids to go to a church camp or getting your kids to go to some sort of retreat or bonding thing with their band, their team, whatever it may be. Usually, from my experience working with families and their youth, once they go, they have a good time. They have experiences. So I liken it to getting your kids to play a board game. You know that they're going to have fun so because his parents and experience you say hey let's play games let's play games Kids we "Oh, bah humbug we don't want to play games we're you know we're we're playing pokemon go we're playing this we're playing that whatever it may be and eventually you know you you coerce them you you bribe them whatever you you just nag them enough they're like fine then they play the game usually once the game gets going and people start playing they're having a good time very similar to summer camps the problem is, in that meantime, how how much are they going to dig in their heels? What's their reason? What's their purpose? Because this question doesn't have any background in regards to the purpose or the reasoning behind why the parents um, want them to go so badly, and the reason why the kids don't want to go. I'm just going to take the general reason: is it's uncomfortable, it's out of their comfort zone, it's summertime, their plans for the summer were I just want to sleep in and not be told what to do versus having to wake up at 6 30 to go see a sunrise hike or (laughs) having to a bonfire with people that don't really know that well in this situation i always tell parents and i've said it on this podcast tons of times so i'll say it tons more times you always want to err on the side of the relationship if one of the parents have a good relationship with the kid obviously you want that parent to be like uh, the the spearhead of this operation want that parent to be like hey listen I know you don't want to go to the camp because of you know these different reasons i get it and i don't blame you validate the reasons why they don't want to go yeah you know johnny's been a jerk lately this and that don't try to sell going to the camp that's a big mistake if you try to sell it then it, it just it just comes across like you're just trying to do anything to get them to go they know what side of the fence you're on they know that you want them to go but if you just sit there and say hey i don't blame you for not wanting to go because of this because of that it's probably gonna be awkward um you said in the past you don't like to wake up early you know you should be able to sleep in i get it all those things are great reason i will not want to go and as a parent the way i look at it is that it's kind of like you know a lot of other things you don't want to do in the initial stages you don't want to do it like you didn't want to go to this one class this this past semester but you end up going in up liking the teacher and making friends and look what happened so you want to use scenarios that there have been the resistance they fought through the resistance and so because of that <clears throat> they ended up having a good experience but here's a trap that a lot of parents do as they're saying that they'll make this mistake and say this hey you know it's kind of like they'll do everything i say up to this point and then they'll say it's kind of like when you had, um, you know, this uh, elective class that you took this past semester. You weren't sure if you wanted to take the class because none of your friends were in it. You thought you might be interested in computer programming. First couple of days, you're like, oh, this class sucks. The teacher's mean. I didn't think you know, it was going to be like this. It's way harder than I thought. We have to do coding and all stuff like that. And then as you kept on going, as you kept on going, you actually made a couple of friends. Then you guys did a couple of cool assignments where you guys had to develop an app. And the next thing you know, it turned out to be like your favorite class. At that point, that's all you need to say. But some parents made the mistake saying, see, aren't you glad that you took that class? Aren't you happy that you didn't give up? Don't you realize that if you keep on going that this is going to happen? Bring it up as a point, but don't try to bring it up as a point and then turn around them. Get them to hold accountable and give you that validation like, you're right, mom. You're right, dad. That's where you lose a lot of teenagers because that's too much. That's for your own personal desire as a parent to get a couple feathers in your cap like, aha, I was right. Just like I tell parents, if your kids actually, if you go to the cabin or if you go a weekend getaway and you get your kids to play video games, or not play video games, to not play video games, to play Uno, to play whatever it is, go out to play volleyball and have a good time. In the middle of having a good time, don't say, aren't you guys glad that you played? Aren't you glad you're not sitting on the phone, uh, riding your brains out, playing Xbox with all your dumb friends that vape? So many parents (laughs) have to take the jabs. They have to jab, 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 jab. So. Don't be a jabber. Okay? <laughs> when Heidi was on the podcast, we talked about don't be a freaker outer. Okay. Cause that was yeah. her big thing. Freaker outer. Well, once some parents stop freaking out so much, they feel like it's not fair. They should be able to do something that's aggressive or passive aggressive. Cause that's what happened to them their whole entire life from their parents. So then they do these little passive aggressive jabs. Well, you know, that type of sarcasm that comes from those jabs you give to your kids, not only is it unnecessary, he took the whole great experience and it's like, I've had teenagers tell me this, like, yeah, I was having a good time playing cornhole and getting off my phone until my parent kept on saying, aren't you glad you'd get off your phone and playing cornhole? Aren't you having such a great time with us? Aren't you happier that you actually came with the family instead of staying at home and sleeping in, hanging out with your stupid friends? None of those things are necessary to say. Let sleeping dogs lie. You guys ever heard that saying before? Just let it be right? If you have a win with your kids, your kids open up and talk to you and share deep personal emotions. Don't sit there and go, see, aren't you glad that we have such a good relationship and you could still talk to me? See, don't you see that I love you, that I'm not freaking out? Just play it cool. Play it cool. So back to the question with this parent, and I want you to weigh in on this now, Jason, regardless what your situation with your kid is, gentle persuasion reminding them some things said hey man, i know it's not your funnest time but let's say your kid's just being lazy and they don't want to go but there's not really any real good reasons for not to go then you as a parent just act like everything's all good so like, yeah well you know it's it's not until june you know 23rd so you know you you only have a few more days to be upset and frustrated about it eventually you'll just be out there doing it it'll be in it'll be in your history and then you can burn all the photos or you can erase all the photos from th- that you'll take out on the trip, right? Or on the camp. Are you saying that I have to go? Well, I'm not saying that you have to go. Just like you're not telling me I have to go to work. I don't have to go to work. I choose to go to work. So even though you don't really want to go, hey, not wanting to go doesn't mean that you're not going to go and doesn't mean that you're refusing to go. It, doesn't mean, it just means you don't want to go. I get it. I don't blame you. There's a lot of stuff I don't want to do either. So anyway, say, hey, I got to go finish making dinner and just keep going. Just keep going. The parents, <laughs> that get caught in these, like, why aren't you going this, that, two, three weeks out, sign them up, pay the money, do what you got to do, and just keep on going along as if they're going. Don't don't listen to the peanut gallery. Don't listen to them just saying all these things. Well, you know, you always, well, you didn't make my older sibling go. Yeah, 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 you know, well, your older sibling, Yeah. You know, they were quite the menace, you know, they, they weren't the best example. So yeah. um, Yeah. Anyway. So moving forward, don't get caught up in all those little side conversations about, you know, they said this or, you know, whatever it is. Now, if there's major serious issues, I can't, this is not my same suggestion, right? I don't know if they've been bullied by a kid there. There might be some things that have to like, you know, take place that may make it a little bit better for them but teaching your kids to be competent in social situations is priority number 1 when they hit preteen and teenage life. If yeah. they just if they just get used to sitting there on Xbox, sitting at home, not going out and be social, guess guess who the options of their friends socially are going to be? Kids just like them. Birds of a feather flock together. Game recognizes game in sports if you've ever playing the athletics you the other good per the other good players on the team recognize the other good players on on your team right well game recognizes game but you know what else recognize each other shame recognizes shame so the same kids with the same problems are more likely to gravitate towards each other it's like oh that kid's scared of a shadow so am i let's be friends and then you got two kids that are like let's just isolate ourselves in a room and so now we got strength and numbers to not go out and do things socially get them out of their comfort zone do not take the bait and try to make sense of all their complaints. Don't try to convince them. Don't try to sell them. Just acknowledge some experiences that they've actually did things that they weren't comfortable with, moved forward through them, enjoyed them, and then just let that be. Don't bring it up and try to tell them that they need to identify that you're right and that they're wrong because that, that's, the, that's not the conversation you want to have because that could go off in different directions.
1: Man. Wow. I am the ultimate jabber. I mean, that's helpful for you to say it that way. Cause I get that in every time. Like it's the, it's kind of my feather in my cap. I, I really yeah. feel that is. And I hate to think of it, the how many times I've done that where I'm like, I should have just stopped before I threw in the lesson or threw in the, the, Hey, look what we, what we already told you. you <laughs> so that's so helpful,
0: man. <laughs> you want to know why you do it though? Cause I'm a, Cause i i need applause man <laughs> well most parents most parents nowadays they don't have the luxury of slapping and and beating up their kids and slapping them around i'm being dead serious i get
1: and that yeah they
0: also don't have most parents now parenting has really changed from You know, sure. You still got some militant parents out there. You still got some parents going to slap their kids upside their head, maybe physically abuse them, or if not posture and threaten them. I mean, really get in their face and just ah, use that aggression. But a lot of people had that happen to them. So they're like, hey, listen, I'm going to be a conscious parent. I'm going to try to be a great parent. I'm going to do all these things. And because I've worked really hard to be successful in my life, I'm going to make sure that they have all the things that I only dreamt about having when I was their age. So you give them all those things, expecting the result to be that they give you back the respect, the appreciation, the trust, and the honesty that you assumed was the, the exchange system. I take care of you. I do all these amazing things for you. And then you be an amazing kid, only to find out that that doesn't always happen. So the jabs come directly from this is not fair. This is not fair. I'm being a cool parent. I'm not hitting you. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not just digging in on you and making every mistake personal, you know, not talking to you for days because you made a mistake. I'm not that parent. So since I can hit you, since I can't be, you know, that, that horrible parent that's yelling in your face, whatever. I got to do something because it isn't fair. So what's the only option? You take jabs, sarcasm, jabs. And if you're a comedian or if you have that type of personality, like my like my guy Jason here, it's almost too easy. Like the filter gets turned off. Like you say something like, okay, I'm probably going to regret saying this to my teen. And it comes out your mouth. You're like, okay, note the self. Probably wasn't the great example of a leader of the family at that moment, but it said. And so now I might as well go double down on it and say more things. And the next thing you know you're acting like a teenager in regards to trying to help your teenager.
1: They have more influence
0: over you in those moments than you have over them.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's well said. Well, my man, that was a great answer. And I'm just thinking about the parent who's sitting there thinking, okay, I've run through the, you know, Hey, in the past, you've successfully navigated this. You've, you've had successes with, you know, going to something you didn't want to do. And it turned out, all those types of things and then just kind of moving on. But then you've got the parents that are probably sitting there like, okay, can I threaten some kind of consequence if they don't go or can I take something away? Like, what do you say to that parent? Who's sitting there like just having the conversation isn't enough. I have to threaten them with something or, you know, what do you say to that?
0: Those parents, right. I mean, for good reason, they're thinking too many steps ahead though. Yeah. Like I have to take something away. Parents think if it's a serious issue to them, meaning their kid goes to the camp and it's a very serious thing that they need to go, then parents get really serious and aggressive and combative about it. I say take the opposite approach. Act like it's no big deal because if, if a first responder shows up to an accident, there's blood in the accident, the car's mangled, and the person's sitting there in shock, the first responder doesn't come up going, oh my gosh, your legs are amputated. Oh my gosh, like we found your wrist down the street. Are you okay? No, the first responders didn't come up cool as ice ice in his or her veins, saying hey we're here to help we're gonna get you out of here oh my gosh am i bleeding all over the place hey it's okay we're here we're gonna put pressure on it we're gonna take good care of you you want to mimic you want to uh you want to exhibit the behavior and the mood and the emotions that you want the people in that area to also be exhibiting. So if you act like you're going to hell and God will not bless your kids for the rest of their life, if they don't go to this youth summer camp, then your kids are going to look at it's like, wow, you're acting like this is like the biggest thing in my life. And if I'm, if I don't go, I'm going to go to hell. And I think that's ridiculous. So now it becomes this energy. If you're trying to force them to see how important it is versus taking this approach, Oh, you don't want to go, huh? Okay, hey, I don't blame you. you want to go. It's like wilderness, outdoors, you don't have your Xbox, you don't have your phone, all these types of things. Sounds like it. Uh, it's going to be really a uh, hassle, make you feel uncomfortable, and those things like that. Yeah. You know what else is really uncomfortable and a hassle? When you have to wake up for practice every morning at 6 a.m., go to the workouts, and do all those things. Do you do all those things because you actually love to wake up at 6 in the morning? no i'm guessing you can do all those things because you know at the end of doing all that there's a better chance that you're going to play there's a better chance that you're gonna be on the field the court whatever it is in the band you're gonna be have a solo right you do those things because you know that sacrifice is merely just giving up something good for something better so thanks for being tough about the situation i don't blame for complaining but, you know, thanks for being willing to just do whatever it takes to, to have this experience this summer. Walk away. Well, I didn't say I was going to go. I didn't say that you had to go. But I'm, I'm glad that we had this talk. Good talk. Just keep it running. Just keep it going. Because they're going to like, these are just heat checks. They're just throwing like, okay, if they can spark an argument, a conversation with their parent about it, it's going to be such a hassle for you that you're like, fine. You don't have to go. They've done this before. They do it for money. They do it for hanging out with their friends. Kids will tell me, and I don't know if you knew this as a parent, Jason, maybe some of the parents out there listening to this, kids will tell me that they will wait to the last moment to ask their parents to go do something really huge. Uh, Can I go out with Stacey at 7.30 tonight? She's got this big party. It's all summer long. It's like this super important her, but I don't care. She's <laughs> going to cry. It's going to ruin her whole entire summer. And you're like, wait, wait, what did you just say? It's like she's having this huge birthday party tonight. It's 7.30, and if I don't go to help her out, i got to get there three days. It's like... So she's been planning this for three months, and you're telling me three minutes before you got to go. Well, yeah, because you don't understand. Like I don't want to understand, right? And in those oh, by the way, I need a hundred dollars to go to. Wait, what? A hundred dollars? Like it's just so absurd that they found out if they just catch you off guard, there's a big problem, whatever. uh, They're so scared to bring it up for you to say no too early, so they go, "I'm just going to wait the last second, splurt it out." Then it turns into a big fight and argument. Every now and then, you're like, "Fine, just go." But, and and you just like submit, here's $20 just to shut up. Like you're just trying to get them to get out of your face because it's the chaos type of situation they're creating. The problem is that, is that only works every now and then because it worked once their brains like, oh, I should just do that again. You don't want your kids to do that. So if you just kind of just keep on going, keep on going. Hey, it's all good. No worries. They don't have to do it at the last moment. Say, hey, I decided I'm not going to go. No, we've been talking over and over about it. You're fine. You're going to go. Well, I don't want to go. Hey, I get it. I don't blame you for wanting to go. But um, yeah, it leaves in 15 minutes. Your bags are already packed. You know, the kids that just need to be nudged. You don't want to shove them to go. You don't want to argue with them about why they don't want to go. You just keep on nudging them for when the day comes, the higher probability is going to be they'll go begrudgingly. They'll come back. And even then don't ask them Oh, how great a trip. Did you have a great trip? Don't ask them any questions. Just play it cool. If they had a great trip, you're the last person they're going to want to admit that to when they first get off the bus, when they first get back, let them just acclimate, just play dumb, la la la. And they'll be like, how come you are not ask me any questions about, it? Well, I figure if you want to talk about it, how you would but maybe it's so horrible you couldn't stand to relive again the whole entire experience the last thing i'd want you to do <laughs> traumatize by talking about the s'mores you guys had at night and about how bonded you guys got because you know i i don't want to trigger you at all <laughs>
1: just play it too. you're so funny Which is hard i love that approach people. it's so hard man you're you're like islander approach it's so so it's just so slick man you're so laid back and I love it. I mean, uh, I can see how many times I've done it wrong and a couple times I've maybe yeah. touched on it. Right. But yeah, this is very helpful. So I think you nailed it. How to get your kids to go to the church summer camp. If they don't want to go yeah. play it cool, <laughs> remind them of times they've done hard things and uh, don't bug them about it. Don't throw any yeah. jabs in there for when they're going to have a great time. You're going to tell them. So,
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, Jason, All you done. know me, you know me personally, like I'm playing it cool and I do this with my kids and I teach people this. Huh? So I, I, but, could you say, like, as knowing me as a person, I'm not always just mellow and chill. Like I can be very intense.
1: Sure. I can be totally. very
0: aggressive. What I choose to do is I don't want to show that to my kids, to my clients, to the parents who are worrying, because if I was that version of me, the same version of me that's in sports or athletic, no one would listen to me. And so what I've learned, even in sports and athletics, that I have to play things cool and just let it go. Because that way, confrontations, that combative energy, I'm showing everybody around me, hey, you don't have to freak out and take jabs in these situations. You play it cool. Then there's no reason for your kids to react in such a confrontational, combative way. And if they do, you're looking at them like, hey, I didn't yell at you about this. I'm not making you go. But we all know if you stay here, I'm not going to make your life easy either.
1: That's right. Well, and you know, you're familiar with Dr. Jordan Peterson. I've been listening to him a lot lately. It's interesting to hear him talk about how some people are saying, you know, it's important to, you know, be be laid back and be, you know, a little bit, allow people to, you know, not think that you're a a lion and someone that can get angry and all these things. And he's like, hey, that's that's bullcrap. You need to be angry. You need to be able to do that, but control it. Yeah. Know, know that you can turn that on, but you don't yeah, have to show it spots, in all right? of your... Yeah. You don't need to show it every time. So I, I like how you do that. Cause yeah, man, you are intense. You can be scary, but in the right time, right place, you know? So that's good.
0: Well, I I like that question. So whoever sent that in, we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. It's good when you answered it. Great. I I can't believe you can answer these questions without me even prepping you, dude. That's amazing. I love, I love doing this podcast with you. So
0: well done. if, If you just do what I did for 24 years, it comes a little bit easier <laughs> on the 22nd year, <laughs> but I appreciate the compliment. All right, you guys, as always, we're here to help you light the fight. And pretty soon we're going to help you be an OG. And one of the sayings of OG therapy, this comes from one of the modern day philosophers by the name of Calvin brodus If you don't know who Calvin brodus is, some people refer to him as Snoop Dogg. And one of his sayings amongst other people, it says, real G's move in silence. And so in OG therapy, when we talk about being an OG to parents, to uncles, aunts, coaches, whoever's trying to have better relationships with young people in their life. Walk softly, carry a big stick. I mean, you don't need to be threatening. You don't need to be posturing. You don't need to be sarcastic all the time to to jab and make kids do, you know, what you want them to do. And that feeling of it's not fair that, you know, the way you're raised versus the way that these kids nowadays are raised. You're right. It's not fair. And last time I checked, I don't think there's any part of the job description in being a parent, a coach or a teacher, anyone working with youth where it says this is going to be fair. So I think it's fair to say, don't expect it to be fair. And that's why I want you guys to go first and you're modeling everything that you guys do to be an example of things and the behaviors that you want your kids to show to you. So until next time, you guys, thank you very much for following us here. Follow us on Instagram, Jason at Jason Hewlett. Very easy at David underscore K O Z L O W S K I underscore. And if you want to join our Patreon, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash like the fight, a couple extra bucks a month. You get to see these videos, get a couple years worth of content that we're not on our um, uh, podcast that we've done. And until next time, you guys, thanks for helping us to like the fight.